Hello and welcome back to Rock Talk with Dr. Cropper. Today is episode 122 and we're going to be discussing the Rolling Stones January 18th, 1973 show at the Forum in Los Angeles for its 50th anniversary. Uh, before we get going though, I just want to thank you for stopping by. I know the amount of alone time that it takes to get through a podcast isn't always easy to come by these days, so I appreciate you entrusting me with yours and hope you will find that you chose wisely. If you're interested in a little bit more content from me, consider subscribing to Dr. Cropper's Office Hour, the Apple Podcasts exclusive premium spinoff of the show for $249 American per month, and there is a one-month free trial. You get access to pretty well weekly bonus episodes in addition to uh, priority sequence for topic requests, which uh, if you have any of those... Uh, Please uh, fire away whether or not you are a premium subscriber. It's just you get to cut to the front of the line if you do subscribe to premium. And uh, you can reach out at any of the show's uh, social media channels, which are in the description wherever you're listening. And uh, encourage you to follow on those so you can be kept abreast of what's happening. Uh, lastly, before we get going, if you feel so inclined to leave a rating and review wherever you listen, those are very helpful to me as is uh, using the support the show link, the sort of virtual tip jar. Um, I mentioned before Christmas that I was saving up for a new laptop, uh, and I actually was able to get that uh, mainly through the generosity of my grandma, but a few of you uh, also helped out with uh, the Buy Me A Coffee link, and it's very much appreciated. Um, so this is the first episode from the new engine for the show. Very exciting. So first of all, before we get into the content, I just wanted to welcome you to season six. I uh, hope you enjoyed our month or so break since uh, the last episode when we ranked all the, the 1972 Grateful Dead shows. Um, so welcome to season six. And I just want to give you a little bit of a preview of what we're looking at coming up here in 2023 after somewhat of a down year in terms of studio 50th anniversaries last year uh, exile on main street was the only like really huge one uh so after somewhat of a down year at least on the studio front for 50th anniversaries uh we've got a good one this year even if not quite on the level of what we had in 2021 with all of those 1971 anniversaries. Um, these are some of the album anniversaries that uh, we're probably going to be discussing as we go through the year here. Uh, a couple of 60th anniversaries, actually, uh, the Beatles' first two albums, uh, the Free Wheel and Bob Dylan, one that I'm a big fan of, and... Um, James Brown's famous live at the Apollo. Uh, so those all turned 60 this year. Some good ones turning 55 as well from 1968. Aretha Now uh, uh, by Aretha Franklin, of course. The Doors Waiting for the Sun. The Grateful Dead's Anthem of the Sun. Jimi Hendrix Experiences Electric Ladyland. Uh, the Beatles' The White Album. And the Rolling Stones' Beggar's Banquet. And then for the 50th anniversaries, the big one this year is Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon, which uh, we're about a month and a half away from talking about. Uh, it came out March 1st. Um, 
A few weeks after that came Led Zeppelin's Houses of the Holy, another big one this year. And then this is going chronological through when the anniversaries are, by the way, uh, within each category here. Uh, Bob Marley and the Whalers, Catch a Fire and Burnin', uh, the Allman Brothers Band's Brothers and Sisters, Marvin Gaye's Let's Get It On, the Rolling Stones' Goat's Head Soup, Elton John's Goodbye Yellow Brick Road, Grateful Dead's Wake of the Flood, The Who's Quadrophenia, and Paul McCartney and Wings' Band on the Run. So, uh, some good 50th anniversaries and a couple of good 45th anniversaries as well. Not as many as we had last year with the 1977 batch of albums, but uh, we've got ACDC, Powerage, uh, the Rolling Stones, Some Girls, uh, also ACDC, a live album with If You Want Blood, You Got It, and the Grateful Dead, Shakedown Street. Uh, and then a 40th anniversary I might talk about since we're doing a lot of Stones this year, uh, which is okay for their 60th anniversary, uh, would be Undercover, their 1983 album. We might talk about that. Uh, so anyway, that's what we have to look forward to in terms of albums this year. Um, and live on the live side of things, uh, last year was a pretty great year for 50th anniversaries with uh, 72. Having been uh, one of the peak years for uh, the live side of things for all three of my top three bands, Zeppelin, the Dead, and the Stones. Um, but 73 was pretty well an equally peak year for all three of them. So we've got some great live stuff to talk about this year as well. Uh, like I did last year, I'll do, and the year before for 71, um, I will do an episode about each Zeppelin tour from 73. Uh, for the dead, I will do what I did last year and rank every show of the year at the end of the year. And, uh, for the stones, I'm not sure, but we're starting with this one today. So I'll probably end up covering, uh, the other stuff as well. Anyway, so that's, uh, a look at what we have to look forward to here in 2023. So moving now to the topic at hand for today, the Rolling Stones, January 18th, 73 show at the LA Forum. Uh, it's fitting, I think, to kick things off for 2023 uh, with a Stones episode today on January 23rd, as it is my mom's 60th birthday. She's who really got me into the Stones at first. And uh, I mean, she and my dad went to a show on the Voodoo Lounge tour while I was in the womb uh, probably explains a lot. And then uh, the first two Stone shows that I went, actually, you know, being alive, uh, I went with my mom. And um, Beast of Burden is her favorite Stone song, so I think I'm going to do a little episode about it on the uh, premium show right after this before I have to go get ready for dinner. Um, anyway, so fitting to kick things off with a Stones episode because of that, but also uh, this year continues their 60th anniversary celebrations. And Keith has said that really he thinks of 62 as the conception, but 63 as the birth, because that's when Charlie Watts joined in January 63, as a matter of fact. So it makes sense all around to talk about the Stones today. Um, so as far as this concert, 
in December 1972, a massive earthquake killed more than 4,000 people in Nicaragua and left hundreds of thousands homeless. Mick Jagger's then-wife, Bianca, was born in Nicaragua, so the two of them flew down there with supplies shortly after the earthquake. Bill Graham, the famous concert promoter who uh, we talk about more often when we're talking about the dead, uh, booked the forum in Los Angeles right after the earthquake hit uh, on the hunch that the Stones would be interested because of the connection to Nicaragua they had through Bianca, and he was correct. Uh, they were due to tour Australia and New Zealand in February 73 with shows in Honolulu sort of on the way over there on uh, January 21st, 22nd, so a few days after this show. Um, and although they were fresh off of recording Goat's Head Soup in late 72, they hadn't played any gigs since they wrapped up the uh, North American 72 tour on July 26th in New York. So this show functioned as a warm-up of sorts for their Oceania tour, uh, in addition to being a nice benefit. Uh, nothing like getting two birds stoned at once, as Ricky from Trailer Park Boys would say. And this concert raised more than $350,000, which is uh, about $2.3 million in today's dollars, uh, and it was the highest grossing rock benefit of all time uh, at at the time. I'm sure it's been passed since then, but so as far as the, the music itself at the concert, they dusted off several rarities for the special occasion, making for one of the best and most unique set lists of their career. Brown Sugar, Bitch, Rocks Off, Gimme Shelter, that's not unusual for this part of their career, but then uh, two rarities in a row, Route 66, and it's all over now and then happy tumbling dice that's not unusual then no expectations which is very rare and then sweet virginia can't always get what you want not unusual dead flowers not unusual at the time but would become so soon after uh, for a while and then stray cat blues pretty unusual after this live with me similar sort of story all down the line rip this joint Jumping Jack Flash, Street Fighting Man, none of that's odd. But then Midnight Rambler as the encore, uh, that's pretty cool. So, um, yeah, Route 66 has only appeared at special occasions since 1965, save for the No Security Tour in 1999. Um, those special appearances would be the Rock and Roll Circus in 1968, this concert we're talking about today in 73, the Nebworth Festival in 76, both nights at the El Combo here in Toronto in 77, the Ian Stewart Tribute in 1986, and the Paris Club Show in 2012. Um, it's all over now, hadn't been played since 1967. It would be again in Honolulu right after this, but then not again until 94. Uh, no Expectations, the biggest rarity of the bunch, only played 21 times in total in their career, uh, first at the Rock and Roll Circus in 68, then the Hyde Park show in 69, then this show in 73, three times on the Voodoo Lounge tour in 94-95, once on the Bridges to Babylon tour in 97, 
11 times on the Licks tour in 0203, once on the Bigger Bang tour in 07, once at a private show in 2012, and at the San Jose 2013 show. Uh, maddeningly, it has appeared in song votes each of the past two years, but hasn't won, so hopefully that will change when they most likely tour this summer. Uh, Dead Flowers was played again in Honolulu after this and at Nebworth in 76, and then not until 1989. Uh, it's been pretty regular since then. Never like a fixture of the whole tour, but tossed in fairly consistently. Um, Stray Cat Blues hadn't been played since 71. It was played again in 76, and then only sparingly on the... Uh, at Nebworth in 76, and then only sparingly on the Licks tour in 0203 since then. Uh, hasn't been played for 20 years now. Live With Me hadn't been played since 71, uh, and wouldn't be again until 94. And as I said, having Midnight Rambler as the encore is also quite unusual, although it's sadly missing from the recordings that have surfaced to this point. Performance-wise, it's an excellent show, especially considering the rarities that they dusted off. Uh, they were obviously well-oiled coming off of the preceding Goat's Head Soup sessions. There's no noticeable rust, despite the six-month layoff since their last show. Some beautiful slide playing throughout from Mick Taylor especially uh, caught my ear, including a beautiful job on No Expectations, uh, which... The slide playing on that is one of Brian Jones' signature contributions, so it's cool to hear Mick Taylor put such a nice spin on it. Um, early 73 is a real sweet spot for the Stones, I think, uh, you know, which is to say this show and the Oceana tour. Um, they sound as good or better than they did on the 72 North American tour, and they still have Nicky Hopkins and Bobby Keys in the fold which wouldn't be the case later in the year in Europe. Uh, Hopkins, I don't think, plays on that tour at all, and Bobby Keys starts off but got like fired in the middle of the tour for uh, letting the rock and roll lifestyle get the best of him a bit too much. Um, so, yeah, anyway, like the, the famous Brussels Affair show from October 73, which is amazing, and they uh, they put out with the, the Goat's Head Soup remaster in 2020, um, as great as that is, it just has Billy Preston on organ. It doesn't have Nicky Hopkins piano, um, which I think is, uh, not the best trade on a lot of the songs. No offense to Preston. I love what he adds, but, um, anyway, so between the very high performance level and the rare and unique set list, I don't think it's a stretch to call this a top 10 show of their career, if not top five. Uh, it's a bit harder to make a list like that when it comes to the Stones, because at this stage of their career, uh, you know, as in their live peak, there wasn't a lot of variance from one show to the next. So the margins for, you know, how you can justify putting New York ahead of Philadelphia, for example, are very, very small compared to, um, you know, comparing two Zeppelin or two Dead shows from the same tour around this point in time where you've got a lot more uh, things that differ from night to night. Uh, and the Stones were very consistent, to their credit. Um, 
despite their, especially Keith's reputation. Um, so at this stage, when they're in their peak, there usually wasn't a lot of variance or unique factors like the ones we just outlined about this show. Um, and then in later years, when they had arguably better, certainly more varied night-to-night set lists, uh, the performance level isn't the same. So it's kind of hard to make a list like that for the Stones, but this is one of the few that takes place right in the heart of their performative peak, yet has a good amount of variety and uniqueness to it. So I would definitely give it a listen and look forward to me probably doing an episode on the Australia-New Zealand tour in a month or so. All right, so that's about all I've got to say. As I said at the beginning, I encourage you to follow the show on any and all social media platforms, and the handles are listed in the description so that you can be kept abreast of all the latest happenings pertaining to the show. Please feel free to reach out on any of those channels if you have topic requests for me, and if you want to cut to the front of the line with that, uh, consider subscribing to Dr. Cropper's Office Hour on Apple Podcasts and get uh, weekly bonus episodes as well. Um, And I'm debating whether or not I want to shift the focus of that one to a bit more, you know, generic ramblings. So let me know how you feel about that. Um, And a few of you have uh, taken up the uh, entitlement to uh, topic requests. So uh, some of those will be uh, coming at you in the near future. if you feel so inclined to leave a rating and review, if that's an option wherever you listen, those are very helpful to me. If you're interested in starting your own show, um, if you sign up with my hosting service, Buzzsprout, you and I will both get a $20 Amazon gift card, uh, courtesy of your affiliation with me. So uh, that's cool. And uh, I mentioned the support the show link, which will take you to the buy me a coffee page. No pressure, of course, but uh, any little bit is most appreciated. Um, thank you so much for listening. If you're new, I hope you liked what you heard and will stick around. And if you've been listening for a while, uh, thank you so much for your continued support. I'm not sure exactly what we will be talking about next week. I know what I want to talk about, but it involves a guest who I haven't asked yet. So, um, I won't get your hopes up in case it doesn't happen, but, Yeah, I have a good idea for what we'll talk about next week. In any case, you'll hear from me in the next uh, seven to ten days. Class dismissed.